0: Welcome to the Zen Brain Podcast. Today we are going to be exploring the power of connection and cultivating authentic affection. So we'll be delving deep into the profound impact of connection in our lives while we explore the multifaceted nature of affection and how it extends far beyond just an emotion. Every day, we are faced with choices to either draw close or avoid, to connect or to retreat. These choices shape the quality of our relationships, our work, and ultimately the course of our lives. We'll be right back with this episode. Affection is an emotion but it is likewise much more than that among the key choices you face in each encounter is the choice to draw close or avoid you are able to attempt to connect with individuals or you're able to retreat from them you are able to absorb yourself in your day's work or you're able to dilly dally You may approach any individual place or thing with the aim to connect, or you may stay distant. The decision to connect is the core of affection. Daily, you are compelled to make connection choices. By your actions, you choose what to associate with and what to avoid. If you wish to grow consciously, you must intentionally choose which connections you will fortify and which ones you will let soften. Such selections ultimately decide the shape of your life. In the long term, your life becomes an expression of what you decide to connect with most often. Besides connection, there are some additional aspects of affection that we will explore in this podcast. In order to develop as a human, you have to master the artistry of forming connections. To connect implies to give something your care, or to consider it and to engage with it. As well as connecting with individuals, you're able to connect with groups, things, places, thoughts, values, and actions. Building a link calls for nothing but your tending. Consider your mom. Consider democracy. Consider your preferred song. Put your attention on something and you at once associate with it. Do you recall how you first found out about the physical world when you were a kid? Well, you looked around, observed things that seized your attention, and then you proceeded towards them, grabbed them up, and began playing with them. You found out about your surroundings by direct, hands-on experience. If you discovered something you didn't like, you attempted to avoid it in the future. If you discovered something you admired, you provided even more tending. Occasionally, your focus placed you in a state of affection. As grown-ups, we frequently blank out that the best way to satisfy our desires is to waltz right up to whatever intrigues us and engage with it straight off. Instead, we make all kinds of goofy principles that confine our ability to relate with what we wish. Uh, We can't begin our own business as, well, it's too hazardous. We can't speak to a certain individual as we're already in a relationship. Or we can't research other belief systems as our current and present religion forbids it. Such principles are rooted in fearfulness and disconnection, and they have no place in a life story of conscious development. When you make the dedication to live consciously, you'll frequently discover yourself battling with different principles. If you want to become more loving, you have to be wishing to connect. A lot of my most beneficial growth experiences happened when I chose to associate with something that was significant to me even when other people took issue with my selection. I um, started eating raw food primarily for a while, and I had all kinds of, of ideas about um, diet and uh, the toxic um, diet that has been fed to us from our culture and from our uh, you know, fast food and, and our packaging and all of these different things, and it, you know it um, it opened up a, a whole new wave of ideas of, of nutrition and um, and let me you know leave a way of eating that uh, you know really seemed to make me feel better. Now a few individuals protested that decision but it was the correct option for me especially at the time. <clears throat> now in order to discover and grow You have to be free to connect with what you wish and to unplug from what you don't wish. No one may provide you that freedom. It's your right as a human. You don't require anybody's permission to choose which associations are most beneficial for you. It's up to you to accept the initiative to associate with what you wish and to unplug from what you don't wish. But consciously arriving at connections that feel feel intuitively right to you, you direct yourself into the right spot with the Rationale of AFFECTION. Communicating is the means through which we convey affection. The root of the word communicate signifies common, and it's natural to believe that once we communicate with somebody, we seek something we bear in common with them. Discovering commonalities is fundamentally how we forge fresh associations. You communicate effectively by firstly associating with the familiar and then broadening into the unfamiliar. When you meet somebody new, the opening move is to find out your shared concerns, values, and mental attitudes. This produces a basic adherence of trust and friendship. The following measure is to research and learn from your differences. Individuals who are too dissimilar from you are hard to bond with, and those who are too like you can't teach you a great deal. The most beneficial relationships supply enough mutual ground to forge a strong bond while as well arousing growth in fresh directions. The deepest form of communicating is common face-to-face conversation. This lets you find out not only content but likewise vocal aspects and body language. You'll commonly experience much richer associations with individuals when you communicate in the flesh rather than by telephone or internet. Great communicating skills take time to formulate. The more you rehearse, the better you'll become. While there are particular methods you may learn like smiling, sustaining an open posture, and attaining eye contact, don't forget that the main purpose of communicating is to produce a connection with the other individual. Even when you uh, have got a particular agenda in mind, uh, such as persuasion, training, um, or even just amusement, your opening move is to instill a bond. Excellent public speakers, instructors, and entertainers endeavor and Uh, to break the ice uh, and associate with their audience, first of all. Only after this has been accomplished do they go into their primary material. True communicating calls for mutual understanding rooted in affection and faith. Otherwise, you can't, in effect, share truth with other people. It isn't adequate to speak your mind and presume others comprehend and accept what you're stating, nor is it adequate to listen well and assume you comprehend what's being stated. To communicate advantageously, there must be some bond between talker and listener. There are a few better delights in life than the experience of conscious communicating with another individual. No self-importance games false font fronts, or manipulative maneuvers or are utilized. Both people merely wish to connect with one another for the purpose of learning and developing. When you went through such ex- exposed, loving communication with another human, it's difficult to let go with anything less. Sharing is the deep sensation of bonding that brings about the emotional side effect. It's the... Delectable feeling of completeness that stems from portioning out our real selves. Think about your relationships with another individual. Where does it really exist? It doesn't exist any place in the outside world. You you can't merely point to it and state, this is our relationship right here. This is it. It lives strictly inside of your thoughts or in your mind in the mental field. Therefore, your associations with a different individual is whatever you believe it is. Your notion makes the relationship substantial. If you discontinue to believe in it, then for all pragmatic purposes, it no more exists. The tangible residue might stay on like a specific living arrangement, but the real human connection will have been left behind. When you comprehend that there is no such thing as an extraneous relationship and that all such associations subsist entirely in your brain, you will become well aware that the real aim of relationship is self-exploration. If you communicate in any manner, you are in truth, researching different facets of yourself. Once you feel a rich sense of sharing with another individual, you are in the reality connecting profoundly with a crucial part of yourself. By sharing with other people, you discover how to love yourself more totally. Each day, I get a heavy volume of emails feedback through my website. A lot of it comes from individuals you've never encountered me, have never encountered me in person, nor have they ever had a conversation with me. All the same, due to the heavy volume of personal data I've shared on the net, many people believe me to be a close friend as they understand so much about me so they drop a line for me uh, from the position that we've already shared a bond of affection in their very beginning messages to me a lot of individuals will tell me matters about themselves they won't even tell their mates in their brains they've already went through a, such a solid communion with me over a time period of weeks or months that they feel easy talking about their most secret affairs now naturally I'll do my best to respect such associations in the loving intent in which they are offered up. From my own inner position, all the same, an even more potent shift has happened. I notice that as I've intensified my own sharing with myself by having a look at my thoughts on paper, my outside world has changed over to reflect that inner growth. Rather than opening with shallow chit-chat, individuals start conversations with me by right away plunging into matters of grand importance to them. Even adolescents speak to me in this way. The more I share with myself on the inside, the richer my relationships with other people get to be. Nowadays, my life story brims over with opportunities for sound human associations. For a long time, I've witnessed abundant evidence that our relationships with other individuals always reverberate our inner relationships with assorted parts of ourselves. If you've trouble if you've trouble connecting with individuals on the exterior, it might be because you are you aren't sharing with yourself on the interior. Once you've discovered how to feel fondly connected on the interior, you'll discover much simpler to form bonds with other people. The great news is that when you comprehend that all relationships are internal, you are able to consciously alter how you see them, and thereby alter how they go as well. If you feel disconnected with your real self, you're able to expect your personal relationships to suffer from a disconnect too. If you wish your relationships to be more loving and accepting, you have to discover how to love and live with more facets of yourself. Loving yourself totally and unconditionally is the outcome of a conscious selection. You're free to arrive at this choice in each moment of each day. You do not need to satisfy any conditions or fulfill any rules. Regardless of what concealed qualities you come across, you're still worthy of affection. A few days ago, somebody sounded out to me, Be kind to yourself. Ever since listening to these words, they've been stuck in my mind. I've always realized the importance of kindness, but I've always centered on kindness to other people. I had never considered kindness towards myself. It truly got me thinking. I began with how it feels to have somebody be kind to you. I understand that feeling, you know, it's tender and cozy and bonding, but I'm not the one to call forth that sort of feeling in myself. I considered how it feels to be kind, the sort of emotions that soar inside you when you're thinking about another individual. You know, care for, caring for them, gentle. I don't frequently feel these sets of emotions while dealing with myself, and so this prompts me to question whether I've ever pointed kind. To myself and how my life might be changed if I specifically paid myself a little kind attention. I've been thinking of how you are able to be kind to yourself and advantageous of doing so. Uh, So here are a few of my hints and it's crucial to be patient with yourself if you're battling with an undertaking. Uh, The other night I was attending a yoga class it was warm and sticky and I was repeatedly not being able to manage my poses as my hands kept on slipping. And I was extremely annoyed with myself. The instructor reminded me that some days I'd be better at uh, things and other days I would be better at other things. And some days my motion would be firmer than on others and that it wasn't, you know, some kind of competition with myself. Now, I imagine, what if I had started that to myself and not relied on the instructor to divert me from my harsh behavior towards myself? Impatiently, uh, or impatience as a way of leading toward decreased self regarded and a bad mood. Uh, it's likewise something we tend to pout over, becoming stuck in the negative past rather than appreciating the here and now remain patient and you'll make certain to have more peace in your life everyone has self talk or self chatter occasionally it's positive and occasionally it's damaging or even very damaging do you state things to yourself like you moron or how could you have possibly done that do you state things to yourself that you wouldn't state to other people is what you is that's the is that the state of kindness that you are presenting to yourself. I understand that if somebody stated directly to me some of uh, the lectures that I've given, uh, that I give myself, I'd be kind of hurt by it. So why is it okay for me to make such a r- remarks to myself? You know, for a lot of reasons, it's a great uh, to try to be aware of damaging self-talk to turn it around. Um, through awareness, one could take action in the case of kindness to self. I think it's crucial to alter sinister to words and tones into sentences that you'd feel comfortable utilizing with another person. Uh, gracious words, kind words, um, you know, that make you feel great uh, or better or even more accepted. When matters are tough or you're combating with something, uh, encouragement is a marvelous means of presenting you a boost. But Does encouragement have to come from somebody externally? I think we ought to always have enough favorable belief in ourselves to carry us through. And belief is empowering. Forgiveness is frequently not simple. Among the steps in achieving forgiveness is self-forgiveness. So if we don't get that correct, we're damned in attempts to forgive other people. Forgiving yourself is kind. Forgiving other people is kind. Acts of kindness call for giving, whether it's material or time or power of some kind. Are you generous towards yourself? I think it's crucial to treat yourself with matters you enjoy, even if it's merely a, you know, going to a hot spring or taking, getting in a hot bath or whatever. Um, everybody needs to take time out for themselves, um, even if it's just reading or taking a class or going to lunch with a friend. You give to other people in order to regenerate them, and you're, you're just as worthy of and in need of rejuvenation. Rejuvenation is key to achievement. Besides, you can't give to other people if you don't have plenty for yourself first. Kindness, likewise, calls for listening. Do you listen to yourself? Do you take heed of what your body, heart, and soul are stating? It's crucial to rest if you're tired, to take a break if you've been mentally overworking, and to make alterations if you're dissatisfied, to look for help if you need it, and so forth. It's another key to achievement and happiness. Attentiveness to yourself is part of a favorable life journey. With kindness, one produces a space for and lets other individuals be themselves and go through their feelings. Letting yourself feel awful or damaging emotions helps with moving forward, so long as you can handle them. If you continue covering them up, they go on to draw you downward and backward and you're able to be empathetic and feel for yourself without wallowing in self-pity. Kindness may require the giving of advice or suggestions, so it's a matter of taking matters into your own hands learning what you require and then applying it in a kind manner, a step towards development. If you consider it, is everybody not worthy of kindness? So then, also, are you? All humans are created with the natural need to give and receive affection. We are created in love which forms the basis of our divine spiritual selves. And of our physical manifested life, even the many limits that we encounter in our early lives don't remove affection from our spiritual center, because it's the essence of who we are. The quality of affection is truly universal, as it literally transcends peoples, nations, and religions. Affection is truly the universal language of this world and individual's From all different walks of life, acknowledge it for what it truly is and comprehend the power that is in in it. Surrounding yourself with love brings favorable energy into your life.